Alabama 1, Notre Dame 2, Clemson 3, and the Ohio State Buckeyes come in at number 4 in the college football playoff committee's first college football playoff ranking revealed last night. Of course, only five this season. Well, there's a lot of happy fans in the state of Ohio and some not-so-happy fans in the state of Ohio. If you're a Bearcat fan, you're pretty happy right now. The Cincinnati Bearcats coming in at number seven. Buckeye fans really upset. They feel slighted. A one-loss Clemson team being put ahead of them. Ohio State still undefeated coming off of a win over a top ten, at least at the time, opponent in the Indiana Hoosiers. I'm excited to bring on our next guest. We have ESPN college football reporter ESPN's Adam Rittenberg joining us now. Adam, welcome in, sir. How are you? Adam, you there? Oh, there we are. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm here. sorry. I hit the wrong button, my friend. You know, it's like my mind's on turkey right now. I'm not 100% yeah, here. Right. So. <laughs> no, good to be with you. But before we get, you know, to enjoying Thanksgiving turkey and everything, let's talk about these college football playoff rankings that came out. You're hearing it all. Not, I mean, we just deal with one fan base here, technically two, but you're dealing with them all, I'm sure. What is the number one complaint you're hearing from last night's playoff reveal? Well, I think there are a couple things. You know, the fact that, you know, you had three, or I guess four SEC teams in the top nine, including a two-loss Georgia team that was beaten significantly by both Alabama and Florida. I think the, <laughs> the BYU fans are really upset uh, that they're number 14, despite a 9-0 record. I mean, they had their schedule completely blown up because of the COVID situation. They had nine, or sorry, six power five opponents going into the year and were able to play none of them because of the way the scheduling was. And so they, you know, tried to, to, to move things around, but, uh, and they played very well, but they're sitting there at number 14. I know you mentioned Ohio State. I mean, the, the difference there is that the Buckeyes have played half the number of games as Clemson. They haven't lost, but, uh, I mean, the committee overall was rewarding more games played in some cases versus the actual performance in those games. Now, when you, I mean, I think it is fair to bring up Ohio State's performance against Indiana in regards to, I mean, look, Justin Fields. I think the timing couldn't have been worse for them to show their flaws the way that they did. I mean, they still get a top ten win. That's all you can ask for. You know, Justin Fields throws three interceptions. The, you know, the secondary just kind of gets picked apart and makes a lot of mental mistakes against Penix Jr. and Indiana. How much of, of how much of a role does those types of internal game mistakes uh, impact the committee's view of a team? Well, I think that they're looking at you know certainly the entire profile, but I think yeah, I mean, the fact is that they had a big lead in that game and they were sweating it out at the end because of the struggles in the secondary. And if the committee looked at it this way, you know, Clemson has played twice as many games. They've both played a top twelve opponent. Um, uh, Ohio State beat that opponent by a touchdown after a big lead, whereas Clemson definitively beat Miami with its starting quarterback in Trevor Lawrence in the only game that it lost was uh, without Trevor Lawrence, even though uh, DJ uh, Uagalele played terrific against Notre Dame, you know, a record passing total against the Irish, even in a losing effort. And so um, I think that's probably what they leaned on, and the fact that you know Ohio State not getting a lot of credit, their other games played, Nebraska struggling, Penn State struggling, and Rutgers struggling. And you look at the, the next three opponents, I mean, Illinois, Michigan State, Michigan, not going to help them much either. So you know, they're probably going to need some movement in the top three to uh, to get into the top three, um, uh, you know, just just we know obviously Notre Dame and Clemson are likely headed towards the rematch in the ACC title game. 
How about out of the Big Ten? You got Northwestern coming in at number eight. It, you know, it looks weird, but you know, good for them. I mean, they've earned it, obviously. And what's nice is they have a clear path to the Big Ten title game, which could set up a top ten showdown between themselves and the Buckeyes, uh, which would in essence be a playoff game. I'd assume. I mean, anyone that loses that game, you're definitely out. It's not a guarantee that if Northwestern wins, they're in. But is it setting up to be that? If Northwestern can beat Ohio State in the Big Ten title game, both undefeated, both top ten, is that in essence a playoff? game right there between Northwestern and Ohio State when that time comes? Yes, I think it would be. Um, I think that you know, the fact is you know, very few of these teams have signature wins to this point, and that's going to change here because of the championship game. And the best win on the board so far is, um, is Notre Dame over Clemson. You're seeing that. That's why Notre Dame's two, Clemson at three. The second best win on the board is Florida over, uh, over A&M, and that's why Florida's five and A&M is six. Now, the advantage that uh, that both Northwestern and Ohio State have is a championship game. You know, A&M is not guaranteed that because um, Alabama has a tiebreaker over them in the West Division. And so I do believe uh, the fact is Clemson already has a loss, and if Notre Dame were to lose either you know, this week to North Carolina or to Clemson in the ACC title game, they would have a loss. And we're talking about a Big Ten champion with no losses. I, I don't see how that team is left out. You know, Ohio State would have uh, wins over, you know, that uh, probably a top five or top six Northwestern team. And Indiana, Northwestern would have wins over Ohio State as well as Wisconsin. And, you know, they already have a win over Iowa, which is the top 25 team there, number 24 in the CFP ranking. So uh, I, I can't imagine the Big Ten would be left out this year with an undefeated champion. ESPN's Adam Rittenberg with us here again, reacting to last night's first college football playoff rankings. Reveal Alabama 1, Notre Dame 2, Clemson 3, Ohio State 4. Now you have Texas A&M and Florida out of the SEC hovering there at 5 and 6. That'll sort itself out. But the team that everyone's really interested in around here on top of Ohio State is, of course, Cincinnati. Let's be clear. I mean, I think they were surprised at how well you know received they were in those rankings. But what, what's the likelihood? I mean, how, how much help are they going to need to get in, assuming that they do their part and win out? Yeah, well, they're going to need um, people to start losing. Uh, they, they would like to see a one-loss Big Ten champion. They would like to see um, a, a one, you know, a two maybe one-loss teams meet in the ACC championship game to take away any possibility of two teams coming out of the ACC. I think they would want to see Alabama run the table because that could knock out Florida in the SEC title game, and they already have that definitive win over Texas A&M. So I think it would be really interesting to see if, if Cincinnati and maybe a Texas A&M are fighting for that last spot. Cincinnati can say, hey, we, we didn't lose a game. We won our conference. We, we beat almost everybody on our schedule by a wide margin. I mean, that would be a really interesting uh, you know, possibility here for the playoff. But what they don't want is you know, for Florida to beat an undefeated Alabama in the SEC title game because Alabama, I think, would get in. We've just seen too much evidence of that over the course of the CFP that Alabama is the one team that has real margin for error and can still survive a loss. Uh, so they don't want to see that happen. They don't want to see uh, maybe a, uh, a a narrow win by Clemson over Notre Dame. So the committee has to think about putting Notre Dame in over Cincinnati. So, again, all these things have to sort of fall their way. But it's still possible. They're sitting right there at 7. Unfortunately, they're not going to be playing this weekend or next week. I was really hoping maybe Cincinnati and BYU could schedule a game for next week uh, to uh, enhance both of their resumes, at least the team that won it. But Cincinnati does get Tulsa. In the, uh, in the regular season finale, that's a ranked Tulsa team right now. And they would presumably get a boost in the AAC title game as well. I think the committee does respect 
uh, whoever they would face in that contest. All right, Adam, last thing before we let you go. Big news today, Nick Saban testing positive for the coronavirus, of course, and with them being the number one team in the country, their matchup, the Iron Bowl between Alabama and Auburn, he will not be on the sidelines. Uh, you know, people are questioning what makes this test, positive test, different than the last one uh, in regards to his presence on the sideline and what we could potentially see. Right, so to be clear, he, 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 he had a false positive last time, which, which happens quite a lot. I mean, for those of us who get tested, uh, it's always a positive, uh, always a, a possibility that you get a false positive, and, and he essentially tested out of that by having three consecutive a negative PCR tests with no symptoms. The difference this time is he does have mild symptoms. So uh, the Alabama team doctor, their team trainer, have determined that there's really no need for follow-up testing, that he unfortunately does have the virus, and you're certainly wishing Coach Saban well. He says he has mild symptoms, nothing that's alarming at this point, but you know, given his age, it's something to monitor going forward. And you know, Steve Sarkeesian will be the head coach this weekend against Auburn. Nick Saban will remain very involved from afar, just like he did in the lead-up to the Georgia game. And they have a very, very capable staff at Alabama, a number of former head coaches on that staff, Kyle Flood, Butch Jones, and go down, down the list. But so it's, it's a pretty good staff to handle the Auburn game, even though they certainly would, would rather have Nick Saban on the sidelines. All right, Adam, go away. It's time for Turkey. It's time for Thanksgiving. I appreciate your time. ESPN's Adam Rittenberg taking time to talk college football playoff rankings reaction. Adam, thank you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Stay healthy. Yeah, you too. Have a great holiday. Thank you.